You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I think this is the best uh, threesome trio that we have gone through uh, against this year. I think our guys respect that, know that. Just turn on any play, any game, and they just take turns being the leading receiver for a particular game. Um, heck of a challenge for our guys. I mean, what, that's what we're working at right now, and there's been a lot of conversation about those two wideouts. And finally, we are back at it. Show and BK on the Chiefs, uh, the best damn podcast you can find uh, on the Chiefs right now. That maybe that's a little boastful, but I really believe it. Uh, so uh, no, but uh, BK's in the building, Serta's in the building. Uh, this is a this is a fun week. This is a fun week. I think I think the Chiefs have the game of the day on Sunday. Even though it's not on a primetime game, I know Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to be calling that game. They have the game of the day. But here is my thing. I know the Bengals care a whole lot about this game. I feel like the Bengals have circled this game. I feel like the Bengals all week long have felt like this is a playoff game. I feel like the Bengals feel like the way I did when we used to get ready to play Rockhurst and it was Blue Springs Rockhurst week two and all week long, all it was was Rock State. All it was was Rockhurst and we would, you know, draw up pictures of Tony Severino and throw darts in his eyes and, <laughs> and, and, and paint in his eyes. Like, I, I think the Bengals, this is it for them. And they're going to have some some high level of intensity. Like, I think 75% of the guys on that team, this is the biggest game they played. My concern is this is just another damn game for the Chiefs. It may be the big game of the weekend. It may be the game that the Bengals have circled. This may be the game for the Bengals to put themselves on the map where everyone can see them. But for the Chiefs, they played these games like eight times this year. And it's important to the Chiefs when you look at the seeding. But eh, I wonder how much they care in terms of matching what the Bengals carry is for this game. That's going to be the thing to watch for me, BK, is how how important is this game comparative to how important it is to the Bengals for the Chiefs? So there's a desperation for the Bengals that cannot be matched by the Chiefs. There is an intensity, though, that should be matched because of what it means for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one game up right now on the Titans for that number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Normally, I honestly wouldn't care about that. Because in the past, you've had the top two seeds getting that bye in the first round. This year, it's different. For anybody that forgot, there is the number one seed that gets the bye. Number two through seven now in the AFC all have to play on that wild card weekend. Ron, that is a huge deal. If you look back in the AFC over the last basically seven years, every single team that ended up making the Super Bowl 
had that first round buy. Now it was different because in the AFC previously, there were the top two seeds. Yeah. I do think basically what you're doing, the reason why the buy matters is because you're getting rid of a coin flip. All of these games are like 60-40 one way or the other once you get into the postseason. And so you're eliminating one of those opportunities for you to land on heads when you called tails. And the Chiefs, in by virtue of winning this weekend, essentially eliminate any opportunity to have that extra coin flip game. So it's a huge one for them, man. If they lose this game and the Titans win out, which is possible, they would end up with a number two seed, have to play on wild card weekend, and you might end up having to play the Chargers on wild card weekend. I don't know about you guys. I don't have a whole lot of interest in watching that game once again as a Chiefs fan. So I think it'd be fun. I don't want to have to play that game. I think it's a huge one for the Chiefs. So they should be able to match what the Bengals are bringing in this. Everything you're saying is accurate, right? I just, and I think, I think fans and the people listening right now, I think they're like, hell yeah, this is a huge game. And it, and it is. I think inside the building, it's a huge game. But I think everything the Chiefs have been through the last several years, right, I, I think they would love to have the bye. I think they're going to go all out and have the bye. But I don't think it is like as desperation. Like you said, the Bengals are potentially playing with. I don't think it's desperation. I don't think the Chiefs care if they got to win three games instead of two. I don't think the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs are like right now coming in, hey, if we don't win this game, like we cannot go through. We have to get the bye. I think the Tennessee Titans feel like they have to get the bye, right? Because we got guys that are injured. We have to give us, please give us another week. And we feel like we need to have these games at home. I don't think the Chiefs, with everything they've been through, care where they play, how many games they have to play. It's important, but I don't like I don't think that it's so important like it would have been two years ago. Like I don't like two years ago, I think it would have been a driving force. It's just different. They're like the Patriots now. Like, I don't think Tom cares where he played. Like, I don't think like I don't think Tom cared where they went or Belichick where they went. You know, for the most part, they like to play at home. They know they have an advantage at Foxborough, but they would be like, all right, man, we'll go. It's like these are regular season games. It's more about let's get ourselves ready because we know there's another level and flip, for, flip switch for us to play. So I – like I, everything you're saying is right, and I that I'm sure Serta is sitting there like, no, they gotta they gotta win it, but I just don't know how much inside the locker room that group of guys are so like driven to win this game, like the Bengals, like the Bengals. This is this is to show the world like who we are, like like this is to show yeah. we've arrived. We're Joe Burrow. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming for them. Those are the kings, and we're coming again. We got them at home. We got them right here. We're we're going. I don't think the Chiefs are like, yeah, man. All right, man. We got a twelve o'clock noon kick in Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a big game, but hell, you know, it was a big game against Buffalo. It was a big game against Baltimore. It was a big game against like they played the Chargers Thursday night. It was a, like they've played these games. I just don't know that the buy is something on their in their brains just because of everything they've been through where they're like, hey, this is desperation for us too, baby. Oh, I I disagree with that a little bit because, yes, the Chiefs have been in every big-time circumstance you, you could possibly think of in an NFL football game. 
But I think that experience is why they would think, okay, we need this buy because they understand what it takes out of you to go on these playoff runs to make it to a Super Bowl. So having that extra week, they understand how important that can be. And the fact that only one team in each conference does it now, they're like, hey, all these guys got to beat up on each other for an extra week and we get to sit down and rest and make sure that we're healthy. So I, I think it changes this year, whereas in years past where you had multiple buys, maybe they did think that way a little bit, like we'll go anywhere, we'll play anybody. I think this year it's different where they're like, no, nah, we want that extra week. We want that time off to make sure we're ready to go make a third straight Super Bowl. I also but think I the thing that's changed this year, Ron, is COVID. Like all of these teams having to go back into these advanced protocols and having everything where when you're in the facility, it's different than it once was. Like, I think it's a big deal to just be able to reset for a week, man. And I think a lot of those dudes are looking at this and they're saying to themselves, wait a second, you're telling me I got a, I got a choice of option A, dealing with all of this same stuff that I've been doing now for the last six weeks, or option B, having a week where I can just kind of chill and rehab and get myself right. And there's a lot of, a lot of dudes on this team that are banged up right now. I think I'm taking option B and I'm doing everything that I can to get to that point. I don't think they view Cincinnati in this specific game as being like, man, this is our Super Bowl. The Chiefs don't view it that way. The Bengals absolutely do. You're right on that point. I do think they view it as, man, we got to get that bye week because I just don't want to play an extra week in the season where they just added an extra game. I think that's what the incentive is. And they are different. And one of them is more desperate. But I I think with the Chiefs, we have seen now over the last, what, eight weeks, this is a business-like approach that they have started to take to these things. And I do think just taking it as a business-like trip, that might be enough against this Bengals team. Yeah, like as you said, incentive. Like, Like to me, it just feels like, yeah, they know what the incentive is. I'm sure they're saying what the good thing, the right things are, and they're going to try to approach it. But to me, it feels like this group is like, man, let's just get, let's just get to the playoffs. Like I feel like that's where they are. Let's just get to playoffs and give a damn where we play or who we play or where we're seated. Because right now they know, uh, unless they completely fall apart, which involves them losing at home to the Denver Broncos, which isn't going to happen, uh, unless they completely fall apart. Uh, they know that the only team that would be ahead of them potentially is Tennessee and that they would like the, the other games would all be at home. And, and let's just be honest, the hell there's a probably a pretty good chance that all three of them potentially would be at home with Tennessee and how vulnerable they are. And then I don't think they're fear to go to Nashville to go play the Tennessee Titans. So I just, I, I think, it, I think they're going to say all the right things. It come come into the right things, but just, is it as much as a driving force as I think it is for fans and and the and the, and the players? I don't think so. Like I, I just and I think and I think that's going to be be something that they're going to have to match. Like I, I said, this this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the 2018 Chiefs, where Mahomes the MVP year, the 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. Where Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're coming right. Like, this is the first year he's taken the reins. He has come on the stage. People are knowing about him, and the Chiefs are looking like one of the best teams. And then they travel to New England to go play the Patriots on Sunday night football. And this was everything to the Chiefs. 
Like this is circled and it was everything for us. I remember us all covering that game and being like how important this was and this is a, to, to prove and show. And the Patriots, it was just, yeah, I know, another one. But a- do you know what happened one. in that game? Do you know what happened in that game against the Patriots that year? The Patriots won. What? No, that, like that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's what so interesting were... to me is like even though the Chiefs viewed it as their Super Bowl, it didn't matter. The, the Patriots ended up being able to say, yeah, we get it, but you're still little brother and we've got a business-like approach here. We're going to take care of business here. And that Patriots team down the stretch was able to find – it was a totally different identity than what it was the first time that those two teams met in 2018. Down the stretch, they were able to figure out, oh, actually, we're a running team. And Sony Michelle is going to be the guy that carries us with, obviously, Brady on third down, picking up some key conversions. Sony Michelle is going to be our identity now with this defense that we've built. And then that's what they ended up becoming in the postseason as well. I think that that 2018 season, I'm with you, Ron. That is the comp, and the Chiefs are the Patriots now. No, I know. And, yeah. and they are now going into the playoffs, and they have found their identity. And, and I think that's what's so interesting to me is you go into this game. I, I have a confidence level about this team right now that I haven't had all year long. And even though it is the Bengals Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs just taking the game seriously, which I'm not sure they did in some of those games early on this year. I think that's enough for them. No, I, like I said, I yeah, the Patriots eventually were able to match the intensity level of the Chiefs in that game, and they they came back and won, uh, and they were able to win a high scoring game, a tight game, but they were able to win it, right? And, and I, I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to lose this game. We'll get to our predictions later on. I'm not saying they're going to lose this game. I'm just saying, just like the Patriots did in '18, like they're going to at some point have to match the level of uh, of intensity that that the Bengals are going to bring to it like the Bengals at home 12 o'clock like this is this is everything for them and the Chiefs are going to have to 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 match that and like and when we look at that 18 team that 18 season you know the the Patriots down the stretch they kicked around games to where they didn't have the one seed even though they had the, the win over the Chiefs because they didn't really care uh, they weren't afraid to go to Kansas City and play. They weren't. It wasn't on their mind to go there and play. And they eventually went there and played. And they were just better because that that Chiefs team wasn't completely ready uh, to win that game yet. And so, uh, and and neither was D Ford. It was completely ready to win that game yet. So, uh, so, so yeah, it, it'll be an interesting watch. But that that's that's the main thing, and you'll be able to see it early to see if the chiefs are, are, are there because that place is probably going to be nuts, probably be full of COVID, but that place is probably going to be crazy and wild in Cincinnati. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, and, and we'll see if they're able, able to match that. All right. So when the, uh, we do this all every week, when the chiefs have the ball, I think the big thing to watch is Mahomes, right? And I think you brought up something there with the Patriots where you said, Hey, you're still little brother. We're still big brother. I wonder if we're going to have one of them vintage Mahomes to just let Joe Burrow know, hey, you've been nice, but I'm still a king. Like, like I want to let you know where this thing is like, you're not close to me. And, 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 I, and I think Pat has that in him. And I don't know. We, we, 
we we have not seen a full stretch. We got a quarter against the Chargers of Pat just looking like full, but we haven't seen a full game of Pat just just you know killing a team. Maybe since maybe the Raiders, uh, but but like those games. But we haven't like I I want to see that to just let Joe know, hey, Doug. You you nice, but you're not up here. Like, I am still the man. I am still the king. I'm still Ric Flair. Like, chill out, chill out. I would. I hope to see that from Pat. Remember early on this season, Ron, we were having a lot of conversations. This was during their struggles about, man, how much do you really trust this team? Like, are they going to be able to get this thing back on track, or is this just going to be a year that's that's just strange? And the big point that I think you made, I made, a lot of Chiefs fans were making at the time is like, the Chiefs are going to be fine because the worst part of their team right now is Patrick Mahomes. And if Patrick Mahomes is the worst part of your team, I think eventually you're going to be able to figure this thing out. Well, over his last six games, he's completing 68% of his passes for 300 yards per game with 13 touchdowns and three interceptions. Boys, Patrick Mahomes is back all the way back. And we saw that completely last week. The Pittsburgh Steelers are not good. But what Patrick Mahomes did to them was what Patrick Mahomes did to him did to them in his first year as a starter. Uh when he just that was like one of his coming out parties against the Steelers. I I have never had this much confidence in Patrick Mahomes going into the late portion of the season. And yes, that includes like the MVP season. And the reason why is because I think he's mastered where he's at right now as a quarterback. There is nothing you can put out there that he hasn't seen. He had one defense that flummoxed him in this Chiefs offense for the first 10 weeks of the season. And since then... You know who the best team in the NFL is against two high safeties, Ron, over the last six weeks? It's the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nobody that's beating it better than the Chiefs have been over the last six weeks. The thing that was supposed to be... Exactly. You know what the thing was supposed to be that was the Mahomes beater? It was that defense. Now there's nothing. There's nothing that you can go to that's like, okay, yeah, but we can stump them with this. He's seen it all. He's beat it all. And now he overcame the final boss of the 2021 season defense-wise. And, man, I, I Cincinnati runs a little bit of everything, and they're going to throw a bunch of stuff at him. I think he's going to have a huge game against the Bengals this week. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll send this to Serta because I, I, I'm sure he will disagree with me. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I – I don't know that I – feel like he's all the way but like really yeah like i like i've I've got confidence in him but this isn't like i don't feel like i'm at all right peak pat mahomes time right now like there's still some like that chargers game man i I think that the the final quarter was beautiful but he he couldn't read things like he i mean he was missing things he was missing throws like that, that, there was some things in there where you're like, "What the hell's going on?" Like he is a part of 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 losing this game, and there's there's still just even in the Pittsburgh game, like, they're, and they're beating the hell out of these the, the Steelers and the Raiders before the Chargers. Still, something's just off, right? There's something is something is just to me a tad bit off. But they're they're, they're like they're kicking field goals, like they kicked six field goals in the last two weeks. Which you know, when when I'm thinking about the Chiefs, it just like what 
like when I think of Pat Mahomes at his peak of what you're talking about, it was just easy. And yeah, Randy, I'm calling him Pat. Okay. When I think about him at his peak, it was just, it was easy and they could just march and do things. And I'm not saying they're not getting, but there's still something, something that's just off. He looked better in the red zone. He made a, like the touchdown to, to Pringle was, was nasty. Looked like him, but there's still some level of consistency that is, that is not quite at the peak of Mahomes. What I would think of the past two years when I think like, this dude consistently, like it would feel like Mahomes, like the last two years, every time they got the ball, it felt like they're going to score a touchdown. They may not, but it felt like that. It felt like they were that consistent where it felt like that. I'm still, there's still some points where it's, it's lacking. And like they kicked four field goals yeah, last week. But okay, but th- they didn't have Travis Kelsey last week. So like, I, I think that I, what you're saying about the Chargers game, like I totally agree with. But that fourth had them quarter, all that, that fourth quarter was when okay, screw this. I'm Patrick Mahomes. We're we're not losing this football game, and I think that was a legitimate turning point for him in the season. And I understand that the Kansas City Chiefs are on an eight game win streak, and the reason they've turned this thing around is because top to bottom they just started playing better as a team. But I still think we, yeah, there's still things that are being left on the table for the Kansas City Chiefs. But what made me so confident in that performance last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers was I felt like it was the first time all season long where he just said, I'm just going to do whatever I want in this game. And he was just doing whatever he wanted, making absurd throws and just absolutely demoralizing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they did leave some stuff on the table. Like Josh Gordon dropped two touchdown catches. Like, and again, your boy is struggling, man. Yeah. (laughs) And those, and you know, and maybe some of that was on Mahomes. I tend to put it more on Josh Gordon in that circumstance. But I think that having Kelsey back this week, I think that the confidence level that he showed in that Pittsburgh Steelers game in saying, okay, I've got the confidence again to just make the throws, get outside the pocket, do that, and then still operate within the offense when it's there for me. Like, that was the most confident level of play I feel like I've seen from him all season long. And so headed into this football game with Travis Kelsey back, Tyreek Hill back, and hopefully they've got their legs underneath them. You know, they they talked about this week how Tyreek was kind of worn down because of COVID. So as long as those guys are healthy and Mahomes is operating at this level, I, I think that I am fully confident that he is back and this is the high-level Mahomes that we all expect to see. Yeah, I also I, just think we're we're spoiled, Ron. Like 2018, we're just probably not going to see that again. And I, I know that's tough for Chiefs fans to hear, but like what you're watching right now is still the best offense in the NFL. I know the Bengals are getting all the hype this week off, off of what they did a week ago, but the Chiefs right now, second in the league in passing yards. They're first in first down so far this season. They're first in scoring percentage. More of the Chiefs' drives finishing uh, scores than any other team in the league. They're at 48% right now. They're first in plays per drive, yards per drive, and points per drive. This is still the best offense in the NFL, despite all of the struggles that took place early on in the season. And that's in large part because Patrick Mahomes is back and it looks different than it did early on in his career. You're a hundred percent correct, Ron, but in some ways this is probably the evolution of what we should have expected from Mahomes. 
he's not going to put up video games his entire video game numbers his entire career it's gonna start looking more not identical to tom because they go about it in such unbelievably different ways but he's gonna find a way where this is what i need to do to win and i think he's got there this year and i'm just gonna do that in order to get these wins and I think you saw that against the Chargers. I think you saw that last week against the Steelers. I think you're going to see it again this week against the Bengals. He's going to do whatever it is that's required for his team to win that individual week. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not I'm not saying this isn't – no one's saying that this isn't a, a great offense and a good offense and that they, they – like this offense isn't playing better. Uh, you said Mahomes is back. And when you say back, I'm judging that off of like – the greatness that he has shown and yes I, I i agree with you that was a that i think that was a turning point the fourth quarter against the chargers but still like if we're gonna say back like I, i'm not forgetting his last two games the first three quarters he was on his way to losing the game for the chiefs when he had his full complement of weapons missing throws all over the place throwing the ball into a ground not reading guys that are wide open in the end zone that not even I mean he was struggling in the first three quarters and then the next game they kicked four field goals right like I'm like I'm not to that point to think all right he's back I got confidence in Patrick Mahomes I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game but I'm talking the last two weeks what he has shown and what has happened does not put me in the point to just say my man's back because that's not comparative to the 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 best of Mahomes. I'm not looking for him to put up video game numbers. I'm just saying we are still two weeks removed from on fourth and fourth and goal from the one, him throwing the ball into the ground with with a receiver standing wide open. I'm still removed. I blame McCall for that. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. All right, we can blame McCall for being wide open on the two point <laughs> conversion and Pat just not even not even. He wasn't prepared for that. He he didn't think he was going to run the right route. Let's be honest. He was shocked. He okay. was shocked. Sure, that one, that that too, all of it, or the pick he threw at the two, like all of that. Like I, when that player just showed him that earlier in the game, right? And and so I like the Mahomes at the peak. I know is not kicking four field goals, and I and I. I'll say three because one of them happened when Chad Henney came in the game and fumbled the first snap. But so at least three field goals while he's in the game, Pat Mahomes at his peak. I'm not saying it. I I have confidence in him and the offense. And I think they're playing much better than they did in the 13 to seven game against the Packers or how they did earlier. But uh, peak back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that. All right. When the chiefs also had the ball, one thing that we did see last week and I give, I'll give you guys credit on this uh, is, is Byron Pringle really showed through in terms of we were thinking, we were thinking if Kelsey and Hill are out, who might get the bulk of, of the targets. And, and it seemed to be Pringle was the guy they were going to. And he, uh, he got a lot of targets, probably the most targets of anybody uh, uh, with, with Kelsey out. And then, as you said, sort of, uh, Tyreek Hill was a little worn down, and you could tell that he didn't get as many snap, nearly as snaps as you thought he would be. But Byron Pringle coming in and listen, you we laughed and joke about it about it being you know Hardman's fault uh, that he that he didn't complete any of those touchdown passes, any of the three of them that he had available uh, to him. But a lot of it has to do as we joke around with some trust it does feel like he is developing that trust with Byron Pringle because Byron Pringle dropped the ball 
uh, that he should have caught, and then Pat came right back to him and 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 made big uh, and made big plays with him. So Byron Pringle is stepping up, and we'll see if that continues on Sunday. So last week was Byron Pringle's biggest week, and that was because he was kind of the direct replacement to Travis Kelsey. I know people didn't really view it that way because yeah, Kelsey's a tight end, but yeah, he he was taking his snaps in the slot. And there's been a role change since the Vegas Raiders game. No coincidence. That's when the Chiefs offense started taking off. He's been playing 60 to 70% of the snaps every week. Now, last week, he got more of them. He was at 80%. But Byron Pringle is now your number three pass catcher. And, and I think we've seen that take place in this six-week stretch. He just happened, he happened to have his biggest game against Pittsburgh. Ron, before the season, you know, there was probably nobody that was talking more about the number two receiver situation than me and Steven Serta. We were both trying to get Julio Jones. Bad idea by us. That has not worked out well for the uh, Tennessee Titans. We were trying to get anybody that was available out there to be able to help this passing game. Well, Byron Pringle has essentially replaced what the Chiefs needed from that spot. Boys, I'm going to give you Sammy Watkins 2019 numbers from what he did after week one when he had that game where he went into somebody else's body against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 43 catches that year for 475 yards, zero touchdowns, the last 15 games of the season, 43 for 475. Byron Pringle this season in 15 games, so the same number of games as what Sammy played in 2019 after that first week. 15 games? After that first week, 15 weeks, just to clarify there. Uh, Byron Pringle, a couple. 34 receptions for 477 yards and five touchdowns. He's essentially been Sammy Watkins from 2019 over these last 15 weeks. So uh, credit where it's due. I didn't know if he had it in him. I thought he was just a guy coming into this season. I was wrong about that. And maybe he is, but no, we, say, he's still just a guy. I mean, maybe but... we're watching Mahomes be able to elevate him. This is what the Chiefs needed. I didn't think they had it on the roster, but somebody has finally emerged as a legitimate number three pass catcher for them, and they needed it in a big way. Yeah, I, I, between him and Williams, him and, and the backs, they have been like the the, the third options. Because sometimes, I think I think more times you could argue, I think last week, wasn't that we were talking about Williams is – is the next the next highest after Kelsey and Hill in terms targets, of, yeah. of, of targets and things like that. So between Williams and Pringle, they they seem to have they've made those guys those guys stretch. No, he has deserved it. He has been uh, the guy in there, and I think just the big thing that it seems to be different between him and Hardman and Demarcus. Uh, and Demarcus Robinson is there's a there's a just a trust factor for Mahomes and Mahomes uh, he's not afraid to go there and he seems to and he seemed to be hunting him last week uh, and 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 he was forced even though I, I think some of those other guys made plays uh, Demarcus Robinson caught a couple balls and ran backwards again for no apparent reason um, my wife even noticed it like what's he doing like why did he had the first down why is he running back five yards. Uh, and, and and Hardman was able to – I think he got a touchdown as well and, and did some things there. But it is clear that Byron Pringle is uh, is is the guy. Now, I think he'll he'll come – he'll bring his ass back to uh, back <laughs> to earth with uh, with Travis Kelsey coming back next week. And, and I think that third receiver will be more of a, all right, how – like who who's, who's he feeling? Who is open? It could be Williams. It could be him. It could be whatever. 
But uh, but no, last week that was needed, and it was good to see that there was there was real uh, trust there with Mahomes because he like this was like Byron's dropped a couple balls the last two weeks, and that has suspended McCole Hardman uh, with uh with with Mahomes. But I, uh, I guess I guess Byron's running the right route. Yeah, Byron's Byron's at least in the right place when he drops footballs. Yeah, just can we pull over? Do you really like? Because he did it again to McCole Hardman on Sunday. Do you really believe a hundred percent of the time it's McCole? Like, you, yes. do you believe a hundred percent of the time? <laughs> like, Pat's never wrong on this. Like, he is always like what he got on to him. I think on a, I think he had a two way go, and he came inside instead of breaking outside, and then Pat walked him down, and because Pat treats him the way that LeBron. And D Wade and Bosch used to treat Mario Chalmers, where they just would just go off on him. Like he does that. He does that no matter what happens. Like yeah, you think it's he's, a frustrating player to play with. <laughs> like that's that's why I said last week, if I were McCole Hardman, I would have walked his ass down. I don't care. I mean, I, I don't think McCole at this point, McCole may be seeing the writing on the wall that his time may be coming to an end here. And I don't. So who, who gives a rip? I'd have walked him down on all three of them t- those plays where he was wide open and and Pat missed him. I'd have walked his ass down like because <laughs> Pat just goes. Like, I'm thinking to myself like Pat, you ain't never wrong. Like it was never on you here with him, never. Not never in my eyes. Him. That's the golden boy. <laughs> he he. Patrick Mahomes treats him the way that the NCAA treats Cleveland State when KU commits an infraction. That that that's how he views it. Any anything that KU does that's wrong, right. ah, Cleveland State's over there. We'll go ahead and we'll, we'll get there. It's, it's not on Mahomes if you want the ball. <laughs> you want the football. It's not on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you got to just take that. Yeah, I wanted it because he. I mean, he walks him down. I'm just like, dog. This is never on you, Pat. Never. Never on you. All right. Uh, I think the one final thing, though, in, in terms of what the Bengals bring uh, to the table defensively, what you got to watch for, uh, they don't have a lot of household names. I saw they get DJ Reader back, which is a good guy up front in terms of if the Chiefs really want to try to run the ball like they did last week. Um, but really, across that defensive line, Trey Hendrickson is the cat that you gotta you gotta watch. I think he I think last week uh, he broke Carlos Dunlap's record for most sacks in a single season for the Bengals uh, after being over there one year and having double digit sacks against the Saints. And if you don't remember him, remember last year's Saints game, and he and he pulled Eric Fisher's draws down on multiple times and gave him a wedgie on his way to being in uh, in Pat Mahomes' ass all night long. So he was – I mean, he was big time in that Saints game last year where he was getting a lot of pressure uh, uh, on the Chiefs' tackles. He's in this game. He's the guy that uh, they can't let ruin the game, and, and he's one to watch. Anybody on that defense, it's uh, it's Trey Hendrickson. He's a stud, man. I, I was skeptical of it. I thought he was going to be the type of guy where he, he leaves the Saints and he goes elsewhere and you see him instead of being a 10-plus sack guy, he ends up being a 5-7 to seven sack guy because the Saints defensive line is legitimately stacked. I thought he was a result of that. He was just a byproduct of what was around him. Man, that is not the case. He's, he's one of the better defensive ends in terms of just a pure pass rusher in the NFL right now. 
and he does have some good players around him. Larry Ogunjobi, I think a former All Juice guy for for Therese, he's having a pretty good season. You mentioned it, DJ Reader on the interior. He's more of a a run stuffer that'll yeah. walk his way back into the passer, but he's a really good player as well. They've got some good dudes up front. Hendrickson's the one that you circle though. And he's going to be lining up mostly on the other side of Orlando Brown. He lines up on that side of the defensive line more yeah. often than not. And Orlando has had a really good few weeks here. He's been playing a lot better of late. And it seems like part of Mahomes playing better is just trusting the offensive line as well and figuring out, okay, what's the depth that I need to get to for these tackles? How do we work together? And this is the type of guy that early on in the season gave Brown some issues. He's pure speed, he's coming off of the edge, and he is bending towards the quarterback. I am very curious to see what that looks like now. Now that you are at the end of the season, this is the player, this is the type of player that you traded Orlando Brown to be able to shut down. Can he do it? It's a huge, huge test, and you're going to see a lot of these guys in the postseason because the best teams have pretty darn good edge rushers more often than not. I am fascinated to see what this looks like, man. They need Orlando Brown to step up in a big way. Number 91. 91 for the Bengals is the guy to watch. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. He is uh, he he is somebody that that could really cause problems in the game if the Bengals defensively are able to slow down uh, the Chiefs. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I think many people think this is going to be a high-scoring game because of what the Bengals' offense did and has done, especially last week, Joe Burrow putting up over 525 yards, four touchdown passes uh, in that game. And, I mean, this is a, this is, this is a group that has a 4,000-yard catch passer, a 2,000-yard receivers in Higgins and in Chase, and a 1,000-yard rusher and Joe Mixon, and they're all under 25. Uh, so this is, a, this is a group that is, uh, I, dare I say this, when you think about it, I think this may be the best set of weapons and skill guys the Chiefs have had to face this year. I mean, when you look at the guys that we just named, like with Burrow, like I said, 4,000 yard, they got a 4,000 yard pass or 2,000 yard receivers and, uh, the second leading rusher in the league in Joe Mixon. This, right, fellas, I think this is the best group of skilled guys they've had to play against. I think some would say it's the best in the NFL, even ahead of the Chiefs. Unless, now, I'm okay. I, 
I'll, I'll take the Chiefs over there, guys, just because I'll take the two. Um, but the Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, two 1,000-yard receivers, and having them all be 25 or younger in the same season. First team ever to do that. Even the Chiefs did not do that. They, I think at the time they had guys that were uh, above the age of 25, so that's the difference there. Um, yeah, thanks but, for really cleaning up what I just said, BK. I guess <laughs> I guess I guess I didn't add the part of the first team I, ever to do it under twenty five. So BK had to had to sweep in, the, sweep in with this broom <laughs> the, the correct way. I he did said, so subtly, though. I did so subtly. Oh, I was no, just adding to your point. He's just emphasizing that they're really, really good. I'm disinfecting you. <laughs> Getting the Lysol out for anybody who can't see it. I respect it. The Bengals are really, really good offensively. Like, if you're looking just at the, the fantasy football positions, right, quarterback, receiver, even their tight end, uh, Uzama has had some pretty decent games this year. He's not the guy that you worry about, but he can get you if you're not careful with him. Um, they, they've got everything and they go into a spread formation where they're going to spread you out and they're going to go empty quite a bit in this game, whether it including jo, Joe Mixon outside or if they just go four wide with Uzama on the field. They've got a lot of ways that they can beat you. But really, this does come down to Jamar Chase and T Higgins. Those are the guys that you worry about, Ron, because yeah. they're both legitimately superstars. T Higgins. I lost my fantasy matchup with him somehow last week, putting up like 40 fantasy points. That's the kind of talent that he has. He can go for 200 yards and three touchdowns against you if you're not careful. He can beat you over the top. He can beat you across the middle. He's a massive target. He knows how to use his body. And Jamar Chase is one of the best young receivers in the NFL. Hell, best pure receivers in the NFL already as a rookie. Uh, those two are the ones that you've really got to watch out for in this. Yeah, um, and and I think with those two, the big element is the big play element. Like I think that's 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 the thing, and that and that seems to jumpstart their team too when they're when those two guys are making big plays and they make big plays down the field often. And that is that is the that is the the scary part for Chiefs fans in this game is holding them down with with big plays because and this is going to be a combination thing because it's not just hey boy we got to look at at uh at Sneed and we got to look at at Charverius Ward and we got to look at Mike Hughes and and uh and and Rashad Fenton like to be able to slow them down it's a combination though with the guys up front like you got to have Chris Jones and 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 Gordon and Melvin Ingram and Frank and and then the scheme that that Spag uses to get pressure, because that that's going to be the big part of it. Is like, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the Chiefs secondary has been far better than I thought. I thought they were a corner short, and they have held together. To me, like I, 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 I there are a lot of matchups I didn't feel good about, but I'm telling you, they better get home because if T Higgins and 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 Jamar Chase have the ability to go, especially one-on-one, -on -one, the way that that he likes to, to blitz, like it's going to be a problem if they're not able to get home. Because I'm telling you, I don't know how many people were holding their breath with the Mike Williams, Mike Hughes matchup one-on-one -on -one down the stretch of that Chargers game that Herbert just wasn't able to get completed. Like I wouldn't take my chances too many times on Jamar Chase one-on-one -on -one with any of them or T. Higgins in his size one-on-one -on -one with any of them. So it is going to be uh, the, the, 
the the pass rush and that that back end in concert uh, in this in this game to match up. It's re- I'm really interested to see how they use Tyron Matthew in this game. I, 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 I'm curious how they use him in this game, and I think it's a the strength of having him as the jack of all trades, be it things. Are they going to use him in coverage a lot? They use him in the back end, or is he going to be a guy they really try to apply pressure with in this game off the edges? But but the big playability of those two guys in particular are the scary parts of this game. Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs defensively in this game, like to try to slow these guys, like you got to trust that you can get pressure and you got to drop everybody back because like you, you spend time trying to cover Chase and Higgins, but then you got to remember Tyler Boyd is a really talented wide receiver too, who's got back-to-back weeks with 50-plus yard touchdowns. And, and so they've got talented guys across the board, but I, I think the Chiefs just have to drop everybody into coverage this week. Like this is that kind of week for See, I don't I don't I don't know I love that. I don't like because I mean giving Burrow time and I, I think those guys can uncover. Like yeah if you can if Chris Jones and Ingram and, and Frank are are winning their battles and they're getting pressed, you can do that. But I, I don't like just letting Joe just have time. Especially if if it's if it's the same looks that he's seeing. If you're c- consistently dropping back and you're not mixing it up. I like I I don't I don't love that. I don't love Joe just having time because I think the Chiefs secondary is cool, but I think Chase and those guys and like you mentioned Boyd, I forgot I, I left him out. I think they can uncover if if Joe if Joe has time. This is all about the Chiefs defensive line then that the, that we've been talking so much about. Like Chris Jones, seven. Frank Clark, they they've all got to be able to get home. And the thing that's interesting about what the Chiefs have been doing defensively of late, Ron, is they've taken the formula that other teams have played against their offense, and now they're doing that against opposing teams' offenses. You're actually watching um, Steve Spagnolo adjust in a big, big way. He's playing more cover, too, than he has maybe at any point um, since he's been in Kansas City. And I find that to be a really interesting adjustment. And against the Bengals, I think that's the right thing to do. You yeah. want to do to Joe Burrow what opposing teams did to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Just don't let them take the top off you. If they if the Bengals finish this game, Ron, I'm curious what you think the number would be. If they finish with like less than three, so one or two plays of 15 plus yards, I think I feel really good about the Chiefs' ability oh, to win this yeah. game. If they have like five of those, that's when you get into some big time trouble. And the Bengals are the type of team where uh, they can do that to you. But if they're able to just limit the big plays, I think eventually, similar to what we saw with Mahomes early on this season, the Bengals will make a mistake. And they'll have a couple straight incompletions. They'll have a run that gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage because their offensive line isn't all that good, and boom, they're punting. Or uh, you'll see them fumble. Or if they have to go 10-plus uh, plays per drive, that's when you'll see them make a mistake. But if they're having these big chunk plays like they did last week against the uh, against the Ravens, you're in a heap of trouble because that team can can go for 50 at any point. Yeah, and I think a big key to this is like they got to they got to slow something down, right? And I think we we talk about it, but they got to slow. Like they can't let Joe Mixon get off and let you know Burrow and that passing game get off. Uh, I mean they've got to slow something down. Now also they can't they can't give up 200 yards and 130 yards to two receivers, right? Like, they, they can't do that, and then it doesn't matter. 
But in this game, like they've got to slow something down. They can't allow them to have just pure balance and, and just run the football at will and be able to throw the football at will because then they're going to be in trouble. Now and then at this point, you got to have you got to have the Chiefs' offense just score with them. So uh, this will this will be interesting. That's that's the big thing with the with with the Bengals is that big play threat from a lot of areas that 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 is that is something to be concerned with. Uh, the other part is, uh, I think we're getting a little aggressive here on Joe Burrow. Uh, he he is the other part in this game, and I don't I don't like you don't want him to go crazy. And I know, and I was impressed by his performance last week, but uh, Joe Burrow is a guy that people are trying to put into a higher tier that I think that Joe is maybe ready to be in, and I, I, maybe this is one where you try to bring him bring him back to earth. Uh, the comparisons that are coming through, even mentioning him in the same breath by some as Patrick Mahomes is absolutely ridiculous and really stupid. Um, I'm not going to say that those people should be castrated, but those people, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 those people ought to, ought to take a walk somewhere. Uh, but that extreme, but I, did, I said, I'm not saying they should be. <laughs> did it enter my mind? Who knows? But, but no, listen, he, now he's good. And he could be good, and the Chiefs can be had by him. We've seen Jalen Hurts put up 380 on the Chiefs' defense. But uh, Joe Burrow is a good player. Don't make him a great player. Like, don't don't make him what the Ravens did last week. And what the Ravens have done all year. And the two games against yes. Baltimore, he had 940 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and one interception. He averaged more than 11 yards per pass attempt. He looked like the best player in the world in the two games against Baltimore. Yes. Against everybody else so far this season, he's averaging 250 passing yards per game with 23 touchdowns and 14 picks. An objectively good season for a young quarterback. That is not the player that people are talking about being in the same ilk as Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and every other great quarterback that we're talking about in the league. What we're really referencing when we say that is look at what he did last week and look what what he did in the first meeting against, against Baltimore. If he starts doing that against other teams, woo, buddy, watch out NFL. And so far, he just hasn't. And that's fine. It's okay to say Joe Burrow's a legit top 10 quarterback in the league right now and not have to go so far as to say Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league right now because he's not. He's not at the same level as Patrick Mahomes. He's not at the same level, in my opinion, even as a Justin Herbert. And I know we've had conversations about him, Ron. We don't have to go there today. But I think they're at least in the same – they're in that same tier of they're inconsistent right now. Some weeks you see it. Other weeks it looks a little bit more like, hey, that's a really good young quarterback. And he's still got a little ways to go. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, when he saw it, this dude might be the best now. And there was no doubt about – like his age was not even a part of the conversation. So Burrow's really good. You got to watch out for him. And if he's able to beat you over the top, you're in a lot of trouble, but he's not in the same conversation with Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. Let, let's relax on all of that nonsense. Uh, Burrow is an exceptional young NFL quarterback, but he is not in that tier yet. And I don't think the Bengals as a team are in that tier yet. I think, the Chiefs are in a totally separate tier than the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Like, I, I just don't think they're on the Chiefs level at all. I think you're being too nice with exceptional. I think he's a good he's a, he's a a good young quarterback, all right? Like, he's a good young quarterback. Like, I don't think he's close to Herbert. 
right now. Like I like I would I think they're in two different tiers. And he's damn sure like we're saying, oh boy, is this a battle of the t- top two quarterbacks in the AFC? What the hell? The hell are we talking about? When the hell did he pass up Josh Allen? When did he pass up Lamar Jackson? Over Allen. And I, uh, right now, like today, you would take the yeah. Okay, well, I trust him more. I trust him more. I'm, I'm yeah. saying right now, you you would take Joe Burrow. I'm not talking about long term. I said right yep. now in the playoffs. Okay, well, uh, correct. You can, you can have that. I'll take it. Uh, you, you I'll take him over Burrow, and, and and if we're talking long term, I'll take him over Lamar. Right now, I'll take Lamar over yeah, him. But I, I, long yeah, term, I would take him over. Yeah, Lamar. I'm gonna take the guy that won his division and led them to the AFC Championship game last year. And Joe Burrow's not done any of that stuff, but Joe Burrow still's got these 15, 15 for twenty two, above fifty seven against the damn Broncos. Like I, I like I, I still the Jets earlier this year. And, he, and yeah, like listen, well, hell, I know and I know that and before you get it, I know that 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 Josh lost to the Jags uh at nine six. But but I'm I'm just saying like like we wa- we watched like we watched Josh Allen win the game against the Patriots on the road in the fourth quarter. Like he's he's got this specialness to him. Right. And he's and he's been in the playoffs twice. And like like so I like let's just calm down on the Joe Burrow talk. And I believe in my heart that Patrick Mahomes is a little over it. And uh, there is a potential that Patrick Mahomes may want to put him in his place. And this is uh, like I think Patrick Mahomes might have one of these Michael Jordan moments where I think Pat and Tom Brady moments where Pat is, I think, making up more things that are being said to him that are being said about Joe Burrow that aren't actually being said because Pat's just upset. So I, I, it's that moment against the bears, right? Where he's counting on the sideline, counting to where his draft position was against Trubisky. It's got the potential to be one of those types of games. I will say Ron, it's kind of cool that you look around the AFC right now. And regardless of where you think Joe Burrow ranks, we have now emerged with some quarterbacks that are really interesting as potential long-term opponents for Patrick Mahomes like Joe Burrow is a fun AFC opponent for Patrick Mahomes to see potentially every year with or every other year regularly on the Chiefs schedule uh you're gonna see twice a year what it looks like with Herbert and Mahomes going up against one another you're gonna see regular uh meetings between whether it be Mac Jones or more likely in my opinion Josh Allen against Mahomes that in and of itself to me is a lot of fun because I'm not sure how often you saw that with a Manning or Brady. It was really those two guys going up against one another, and then you throw Roethlisberger in there. You've got three, four, five different dudes right now in the AFC that can at least claim to be coming for the throne, even if we all agree they're not going to be able to take it. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is stacking up, and we'll see where Captain Horny goes too because he could add to it if he goes to Miami and and – and Deshaun's down there. You like it? it it's even more. Took me uh, a second to click where you're going with that. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "Oh yeah, right." I forgot Deshaun you know, Watson. Forgot about still, Captain still Horny. Exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Horny still exists. Um, so uh, no, yeah, Joe Burrow, look a good young quarterback. Like, don't I can't use exceptional. I can't do any of that. Uh, like, he's a good young quarterback, right? Right now. Top 10, I, I can't even go there. Like, I, I can't go top 10 quarterback. Really? Uh, at this point, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I just need more more to see. All right. Uh, let's let's uh, let's move to the uh, the game that is sweeping the nation. Certified or imposter? You're certified, right? Let's get you certified. I'm 
an imposter. And this week, there is an injury we had really talked about, and that is Clyde. Clyde is hurt again. Um, and luckily for the Chiefs, it's not as serious with the collarbone issue, and uh, they'll expect to have him back. But Derek Gore, who looks like he's going to probably get the other carries, him and Williams, um, and he showed pretty well against the Steelers. And really, anytime he's had an opportunity, he's at least shown to be serviceable, like he had sucked, right? Um, but I, for what you need from him, and I think a guy to be able to feel the shoes from what you need for him, is he certified or imposter? I think he's certified. Um, you know, I, I think that Daryl's going to have a huge role in this game, assuming Clyde is out. But Derek Gore, for a guy like he's given you everything that you want him to whenever he gets playing time. And I like watching him run the football. I, I think he's. Uh, a talented player. So I think he gives you absolutely everything that you want from a player of his caliber when he gets snaps. And I think that's all you can ask for. I think he's certified because what you need him to be is what Spencer Ware was for you in 2018 down the stretch. And then 2019 when they had to get him in there for like a three game stretch before he got hurt as well. You just need him to be solid. If he can go in there and he's not making a bunch of mistakes, you feel pretty good about it. Average like four yards a carry. Get those grinding yards that they were able to get with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out there. And by the way, it's so frustrating that this happened because Hilaire had one of the best runs of his young career, probably the best run oh of God, his career yeah. in that one. And he's been just playing better of late as well. He seems to be meshing with the offensive line. So it's really frustrating that this happened once again. But on the point of Derek Gore, I think he can give you what Spencer Ware gave you over the last two seasons of his career. And I think that's enough. I, I think that's really all you need out of him because this offense, if you're looking at the running back position, it's going to go through for now, Daryl Williams. And a lot of that is going to come through the passing game. This is going to be a team that is uh, really going to lean on Patrick Mahomes, which is what they should do always. And even more so right now, because they don't have Clyde Edwards Lair. Yeah, I think his play and, and what you need from on the field is certified. I mean, like that big that big pass completion he had as well down the, down the side, which which you you can you can depend on him a bit in the passing game, like Williams, uh, and and he really runs hard and, uh, and and gets big yards. Like at the end of the game or in that second half, they wanted to to just turn the ball and hand it off, and they didn't have Clyde, but they used him a lot, and they were successful. I just have to go imposter overall uh, because of his number. Um, I think his number makes him look like an imposter. Like if he had a much a different number that made it's him look number. sleeker, it's a bad like number. A, like look sleeker. He looks heavy, and I don't think he's heavy. <laughs> like I was surprised. I thought it was a fullback out there that made that catch. Um, but if he had like a 20, 20 number like a, a 28 or a, a low 30 number, like a 33 or a 30. That's, I, I was thinking he needs to get that 33. Like he would look, he would look more like a certified player, but 40, man. He, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's Mike Allstott. Like he just looks, he, he just, I don't know. I think that's the thing that's holding him back from being certified. So I got to go imposter. Just his visual doesn't, 
doesn't doesn't hold up. I, it's just... Ron's out on Derek Gore because the aesthetic just isn't there for him. I love <laughs> no, it. I, yeah, I mean that. That is that is to the heart and to the core of it. So change that number. And can he do it in the middle of the year? I think he like could he go to thirty three? Is there rules against that? I mean, nobody's buying his jersey. I remember they wouldn't let LeBron change his number. I think you do have to buy out your allotment of jerseys. So I I don't know how many uh, jerseys are in circulation for a young Derek Gore, but Pat could do that for him. There's got to be like 25. (laughs) You think there are 25 Derek Gore jerseys out there? I'm sure he's got a big family who buys his jerseys. I don't think there's one. I like. I don't think. That's that's not nice. You don't think he's got any? You think anybody in his family? His brother? No, no, no. I'm not being mean. I don't think like. Go go like like right now. Do you think we could go and find ourselves to get a Derek Gore jersey? Like, do you think we could look it up like, right now? Just like like just at Kansas. The NFL shop has one for hundred and twenty dollars that we could get right now if you want one, Ron. You yeah. think they have? So you got to get. I'm, I'm looking at it. They've got one for you. You got to get it online. Go. There's no way it's like in a store somewhere. It's definitely. So, oh, so you really can buy. You looked it up. You can buy a Derek Gore jersey. Yeah, and if you want one, it can ship free with the code NFL ninety nine as well. Is that, <laughs> I really was not trying to be an ass. Like, so you can buy the jersey of anybody in the NFL? Like, I'm assuming. I would assume anybody who's on an active roster, you can order. Really? I would not assume that. I would not assume. Stores are only carrying Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, like big name players like that. No, I know stores, but I didn't like, I I didn't think online they're wasting their time making like. I wonder if I could get an Austin Blythe jersey. No, yeah, I'm it's probably they probably don't have them made. I would assume maybe they do. You but gotta have I, like I think I can't, they probably have like a, they probably have to fulfill like a certain number of Derek Gore jerseys per season. There's no way they custom make those every time somebody that's orders what I'm, Derek. Like, Gore I'm just, They've got Austin God, Blythe. You're right, man. Breaking news: Austin Blythe is available. You can buy one for $119. You can even I buy I think a, you should buy one. You can even buy a women's one. I think you should buy two then. Oh, wow. That surprised me. I was not trying to be a jerk. Like I, I like I didn't think you could just buy special teamers jerseys. Like what are they doing wasting their money? Who's buying that? I'm sorry. Anyway, uh but uh, They even have maybe, Daniel Brown jerseys available. Didn't he get waived? Yeah, he's not is. even I'm pretty sure he's a jet again. Like I, I, I literally figured all of the people who have Derek Gore jerseys were given to them by Derek Gore and right off his back or something that he got had had made extra. Well, good for good for the league. That's just a waste of money at this point now. Like I like that's that's a waste of money making Austin Blythe jerseys. Or 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 like G D Daniel Brown. Jerseys. I don't even know who that is. All right, let's uh let's get to predictions in this game. No it's reason. a big one, the game of the day, Bengals, Bengals versus the fighting uh, uh Derek Gores. Uh what's what's the score in this game? How do you think this comes out, Serta? I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. That Al Borland flannel. Um, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the youngest, most interesting, exciting teams in football. But I just don't think that they are there yet. Like, I think the difference maker in this football game is going to be the Chiefs pass rush against that offensive line, which is legitimately bad for the Bengals. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Whereas, like, they match up with the Chiefs pretty well across the board, but I just don't think they're in the Chiefs' 
stratosphere yet. So I, I think the Chiefs win, but I still think there's some points in this football game. But I've got the Chiefs winning 34 to 27. I think this is going to be a lower scoring affair than a lot of people are anticipating. The Chiefs defense has not allowed a first quarter point since the bye week, which is pretty wild to consider. Um, I've got the Chiefs winning this one. I do not have them covering. I've got 24-20 Chiefs winning on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, I think it goes under. I think the Bengals are able to cover. I think it's closer than Chiefs fans are hoping for. Um, I think the Bengals are a better team than people are giving them credit for, but I think the Chiefs defense comes out big. I think Mahomes makes enough plays for them to get over this one. Uh, I've got the Chiefs winning, but it is a close and more low-scoring affair than people are expecting. Yeah, fellas, I, I I think this game is going to mean so much to the Bengals, and I think they're going to play uh, a lot like, as I use the analogy, when Missouri basketball plays Kansas basketball and they just play historically, not this year, uh, but they play like uh, like they there's no tomorrow. Like their lives depending on this game. And I don't think the, the, the Chiefs view it the same way. I think the Bengals are going to win at home. I got this 30 to 27, a close game, but I think the Bengals uh, will win at home. And I don't think this means, oh, God, the sky is falling for the Chiefs. I, I, like, I don't trust the Bengals to beat the Chiefs in a playoff game, uh, especially one in Kansas City. But I think in this game, this is going to be one that they really, really want. I'll tell you what, I'll be very impressed if your your predictions are right. I'll be very, very impressed if the if the Chiefs come out and win. And if the and if the Chiefs defense hold these these jokers under 20 points, then I'll give up. Like I, I will start using the elite word with this with this defense. But I, I think this is something the Bengals really, really want. And I think they're going to start off fast in this game. And I think the Chiefs are going to come through sluggish like we've seen them before and try to make a run at the end and just come up short. So I got the Bengals winning 30 to 27. All right, sir. Uh, I know you're happy about a 12 o'clock game uh, coming up uh, on Sunday, but let everybody know. I know you guys got the post game show afterwards. Yeah, immediately following the Chiefs and Bengals, you can catch me and Pete Sweeney. We'll be on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show on the Arrowhead Pride YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook page. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Hey, I got Cincinnati winning twice this week. I got the Bengals winning, and I got the Cincinnati Bearcats beating the Alabama Crimson Tide later on today, baby. I got it. I said it on national radio. I said it everywhere. I got it. I got a feeling. I got a You feeling. know Ron doesn't believe that. You know I Ron's just. Scouts honor. I believe it. I believe it. Yes. I said earlier this year on the radio, Ron, and I believed it as well. This is the year that Alabama takes a step back and Georgia takes over college football. Uh, Alabama is the number one team in the country, and they're going to go back to the national championship game. I, rem <laughs> I remember them against Auburn. Um, I remember that game. Everyone's forgetting forgetting about how, how, how Arkansas was able to put up nearly 50 on them. Like a lot of people, Cincinnati's got, got a really good, good players over there. They got six guys that are going to get drafted, I think, in the top 100 next year. I don't, I don't need to break this down, but I, but I got the Bearcats beating Alabama today. No, no, I'm not going to stop. No, 
All right, uh, for uh, show BK Serta, Big Game Sunday. We'll talk to you next week. We are out. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.